ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. So we're sitting down here looking uh, out on the Colorado mountains. Uh, what is this? The San Juan Range, I believe. I think it is the San Juan. Yeah. Yep. In beautiful uh, Durango at the Purgatory Resort. And uh, going to talk stabilizers, man. So I got uh, Earl with Cutter. Hello. And uh, let you do the intro, man, and kind of give us a little background and, and what, you know, what Cutter's about. And I tell you what, they're... Uh, I'll preface it by saying they're prettier than hell. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yep. So as you said, I'm Earl. No relation to the Dixie Chick song, I promise. Um, Denver native. Started Cutter Stabilizers in June of 2019. So we're going on two years now. And uh, it's it's been a wild ride. We're growing super fast. And it's been really cool, especially, you know, come the fall when we get these, you know, floods of pictures of people with dead animals and our stabilizers mounted on their bow makes me feel really good what uh what sets cutter apart so number one is the all-american manufacturing you know you look at our product and there's not a single piece or part or component or process of that bar that is from outside of our shores um it's not the cheapest it's not the easiest but i mean we all kind of saw how important it is to stick to that last year where stuff was difficult to get in here and I think we grew by a thousand percent last year. So like I said, it was a wild ride, (laughs) but it was super cool. Um, Aside from that, you know, the micro diameter, super uh, lightweight and strong. You know, generally you make something lighter, it loses strength. We figured out a way to not have that happen. So we have an incredibly strong product that we all need as bow hunters while we're not adding dead weight to our bow. You know, the point of a stabilizer is to decrease the amount of movement you see 
with your pin on target. We do that by increasing the mass weight of the bow in strategic locations by placing that weight farther out on a lever arm. Um, I won't get too sciencey or physicsy <laughs> here, but uh, yeah, physicsy, that's well, the word of the day. Well, I think I think there is a point to where you have to, right? Because you get you get those little uh, six, seven inch plastic rubber nubs sure, sitting yeah. out on they're, the front of the bow. They're not stabilizers, <laughs> we call those vibration dampeners. So uh, there's definitely a benefit to going with a longer bar, and we're seeing that increase in popularity yes, as sir. of late. You know, all these, you think about a target archer has to shoot a dime for their their job you know that's how that's how they're paying their bills is by shooting a dime sized target and they're not shooting six inch bars you know what i mean so why would we not take from their book of longer stabilizers you know single pin sights in in certain equations um to increase that stability and increase that accuracy but most importantly increase the forgiveness of our setup it's even i mean you say that right and there was a there was a point in time where six to eight inches that was the that was the standard right and and it shouldn't have been because we we should be looking for that dime size target right Right. aim small miss small and the ethics right we always talk about you know that that one shot accuracy and the ethics behind that you know the single shot single kill type mentality but then we're decreasing the stability of our bow or not trying to increase the stability of our bow by putting, you know, that, that longer bar on, I think the shortest bar I shoot is this eight inch, but it has another inch and three quarter on that QD. So it's almost 10 inches. That one's, you know, that one's sitting out plus 13. Yeah. And you think, I mean, uh, hindrance to people running a longer bar previously was adding more weight. You know, the backcountry saying pounds are pain, you know, that's, that's gospel and that's a real thing. So anytime we add weight that we aren't gaining any benefit from, you know, you're just, you're slowing yourself down. And that's, that's kind of why we've really honed in on this process in our manufacturing to keep these things super light. A 15 inch bar with no external weight is 2.8 ounces. Oh, wow. It's crazy. It's your toothbrush. You know what I mean? What are your weights? They come in ounce? Uh, So we run them in three or six ounce configurations. So it gives you that one more step to really figure out what you want to run and what you need to run to stabilize your bow. And you know, everybody's grip is a little different and everybody's quiver size is a little different in sight and rest. You know, it's, it's a really personalized thing to be able to get your bow to hold properly for you as a shooter. And that's why we, we have the four sizes, five if you count the bomb bar, which is our 20 inch 3D bar. And that's, that's what I've been running today for this event. And it's... I'm going to leave it on my bow for antelope season. I'll put it that way. That's we'll see. Okay. So that difference in my bows here. So that bow, that's, I call it my at home bow, right? Mm-hmm. Most of our shots comes, you know, 80 to call it 120. Sure. And then that's my elk bow right there. Yep. Right. So that my sight tape doesn't go past. I will let, you know, it's not past 80 yards on mm-hmm. that bow. So I'm a little bit shorter. It's a shorter A to A. Sure. But, uh, you know, being able to hold that bow out. And, and confidently, you know, take a 120-yard shot. Sure. It, without that stab sitting out on the front of it, um, it ain't happening. Right. Yeah, not And, happening. you know, you're seeing a big surge in people running back bars on their yeah. hunting setups as well. And that's – I wish everyone had the opportunity to run one for a week, at least a week, because you're never going to want to hunt without one once you, once you stick a back bar on your bow. You know, there's animals aren't generally known, excuse me, for living in parking lots. They live on the mountains, you know, so there's contours, there's uphill, downhill, 
And, you know, that's another benefit to going to these events is you get a feel and see what your bow is going to do and perform like in those scenarios where we don't have perfect footing. You know, paying attention to that bubble level is crucial. And that's where that back bar comes in is it's not hand torque that's correcting that. It's the bow self-leveling. So all you have to do is focus on executing a good shot rather than leveling your bow. Yes, that's half the problem with this. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> that's most of the problem, man, is shot execution. Mm -hmm. yep. The gear, has, I mean, you look at look at the advancements, right? I mean, just walking up and looking at your stabs and thinking, you know, that thin diameter, right? Whatever's inside for the dampening properties, right? The ability to change technology, man, it's all, it's all there, totally. right? It's all there. It's us figuring out, you know, and, and cut, bringing it back around to that, you know, the, the earlier where we're, we're the target archer chasing an animal, right? The living, breathing thing. Sure. What, uh, what floats your boat in the woods, man? For You know, it's my favorite thing to hunt is whatever i'm hunting at that time you know what i mean so i i live and die for antelope hunting that's that's a kick in the pants i absolutely love that i mean our logo is an antelope you know so i think that kind of reflects on that but uh that's that's a big part to how demanding those shooting scenarios mm -hmm. are out there you know 60s close for an antelope when you're doing spot and stock and generally you got some sort of wind at all times you know but you know, I cut my teeth hunting, you know, elk with a bow here in Colorado. And, you know, that's what I have the most experience with. And in the past few years, I've dove into everything. So we go out and we pretty much start hunting mid-August and don't get done till the end of the year. We go out and hunt to whitetail in Nebraska as well. So, nice. I mean, it's it's pretty long season. You know what I mean? Nothing wrong with it. No, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. But, you know, it's... You structure your life to do what you enjoy and for us this is this is what we enjoy you know we don't make stuff for target archers we make stuff for bow hunters and that's a big part of our brand is living and breathing that lifestyle and 100 percent catering to the guys that are out there kicking their own butt every season you know what I mean? heck yeah that antelope deal man with archery that uh i haven't gone there yet right so for me i'm out of california so everything is out of state tag. Sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah you go, know? go up to wyoming if you want to shoot an antelope with your bow there's you know easier tags to get there's more of them and uh i tell you once you once you catch that bug man it's downhill well you think of it this way you know deer and elk you're you're hunting a week to maybe see one and potentially stock it antelope you're seeing 50 to 60 of them a day when was i in i was in wyoming 2018 i went yeah no no i think it's longer than mm -hmm. that now this will be yeah four years this year so i was up there and that was one of the impressive things was it, it almost seemed like it didn't matter where you were at and if you look off there was antelope oh yeah them, man totally and, and that's, uh, you really hone your stalking skills and you really learn how to utilize the topography to make something out of nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. you may have a one foot rise in the hill. That's what you get. So, <laughs> you know, you're pulling cactus out of your elbows from time to time, but it's, it's a lot of fun. That, uh, so the plan was get drawn for elk and then use my antelope and my deer tags there this year. Well, they rejected me on the elk tags. Oh, so man. I'm hoping that they don't do the whole 90, 10 split. I don't. I love that state, but man, getting in there to hunt is getting harder and harder it's a tough and harder. Game, man, and I mean, look at this year here in Colorado. You know, I know ninety percent of the people that I know that put in for tags, they didn't draw. You know, so I'm I'm gonna walk down and talk to the CPW guys and see if they know the numbers of people applying because 
I mean, we saw a 30% increase for 2020 because there's no meat in the grocery stores, you know? <clears throat> so people are taking it upon themselves to, to learn these skills, you yeah. know? It's hard to, to think that not everyone was brought up the way that we were, you know, hunting is, is a normal thing and it's not for everybody though. So no. always being encouraging to new hunters, that's, that's another thing that's super important. So if you get on our website, you can find, I, there's 30 or 40 articles on there that span from everything from catching brook trout with a fly rod to, you know, pack lists for late season backpack archery hunts. So yeah, we really like that education and we call it being a student of the game. And that's, I mean, that's hunting, right? You never stop. Totally. That's, that's the one of the many, many, many benefits is it never, you, if you want to keep learning something, if you want to keep advancing your game, all you got to do is just get out into the woods, you know, just a little yeah, bit more, Yeah, you can man. never be too good at oh, hunting. Oh, it's crazy. And if you think you are, go up and try to, you know, walk those trails that the elk do and try to keep <laughs> up with them. Yeah, it's, it's the hunting part. It's the killing part. I was just talking to Second Chance Outdoors. It's the killing part that's the uh, the issue. Totally. The hunting part, man, is, uh, that's cake. Sure, yeah. I mean, you, it's hard to believe those animals don't just wait yeah, for they you don't to just, shoot them, right? They don't just sit there. They don't, it, it's funny, right? Because you have, you have this game plan, right? You have it. I'm, this is what I'm going to do. This is my scenario. This is how, if it's elk, this is how I'm going to call. And uh, you get out there, man. And I, I don't think I've ever had a season where I didn't go. That didn't work Delusions at all. Delusions of primos. That's we call it, it, buddy. That is <laughs> it, man. So on the stab, so you guys have, you, you know, you have your offerings and stabs, but then you have your, uh, your, uh, back bar and your QD mm -hmm. coming out too, right? Yeah, that QD bracket, man, we're busting butts to try to get that out before season. And that's, that's going to be a game changer. I mean, if you're here at Mountain Archery Fest, stop by the booth and take a look at it. But I'm not going to really give away any details on, on what that's going to entail because people with a lot more money than me like to listen to what we do. And we're not going to give them the, the jump on that one. Yeah, all I'm going to say is uh, never seen it. And I don't know how... I don't know how this guy is the only guy that is going to be is doing it right now. Maybe somebody will copy it. Oh, yeah, they will. But uh, phenom phenomenal. I was like, oh, my. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. It, uh, that's that's part of, you know, that's what comes from spending time in the woods and spending time with your bow is you figure out what doesn't work and where there's room for improvement. You know, when I was up there and, and we and I'm not going to how do I do this without we talked about the case aspect, right? Sure, yep. But I didn't even think about strapping that. Totally. You know, as I'm motoring. Yeah. Right? That, there's more benefit to that. Mm -hmm. So what you what you said right now, there it is right there. Yeah. Yep. Go, is it on the website yet or no? Nope. No. It's not on anywhere yet. That's except a, in our booth. Come buy a stabilizer from us. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, that's that's money. We're, we're yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be sweet. We're, yeah, that that just hit me when you said it. The next version like, is is going to be even better. And you know, you you think about all the the offset brackets and QD stuff that's on the market, and do they work? Sure, but there's there's a lot of horror stories out there about brackets failing. And then what do you do? You you set your entire setup up based on this one piece of gear that fails on you. Now you're potentially having a tag that you may never draw again and your bow is screwed you know what i mean well that's one of the things like so for for me right i you know keep it simple sally right mm -hmm. um and, and and trying to 
limit. You can't just get around it 100%, but trying to limit failure points um, for exactly, you know, lends itself to what you're saying is the, the more simplicity I could have on my bow, the better, right? And you start, you see stuff and it's just like, why, right? That's right. just something else that can go wrong. I don't want, I don't want to have to worry about that. Sure. And one thing I will give away is there's, there's essentially two facets to a, a bracket that make it good, right? Adjustability and overall strength. We're going to rely on overall strength substantially more because as hunters, think about it. You slip, you land on your bow, you know, shit happens. So having that, we call it hunter proof durability that's what we're going for. And it's, I it's, did that twice last year. Yeah. Right here in 62. Yep. 60. I ate it twice, man. I landed on that boat two times mm -hmm. right? I had to stump shoot True. and make and sure that I was okay. You know, that's when you learn what gear works for you. And you know, yep. Spot Hog is, they're the most durable sites on the market. You'll never hear Spot Hog and Lightweight in the same sentence. Right. But I've literally, I ran Spot Hog last year and I literally fell on my site, tumbled down the mountain, fell on my site again. And it ended up getting hooked on a log. <clears throat> you know, I pick it up, check it. It's fine. Yeah, everything's no fine. You know, so you you take your weight cuts where you can, and some of them you can't. You know, I don't want to drive six hours back to Denver because my sight broke. So you you got to figure out what gear is going to work for you, and that's another big part of our bars is they're always going to work. And if you do take a tumble or drop your bow off a cliff or endo over your motorcycle, Brian Barney, <laughs> we'll replace them. You get a lifetime warranty. Oh, wow. No fault. That's a, uh, and that's a big deal. It is. That's a huge deal, right? Yep. Hunt hard. That's what they're for. You know, we got you, we got your back. Heck yeah. What, uh, anything outside of the QD coming down? You got, uh, I'm sure. And I've noticed that right with guys that are, coming out with stuff or coming up with stuff like the like the wheels are always turning like there's not enough time in a day sure. to pump out or not enough money in the pocket to pump out everything you want to pump out right as How's of that now for you? you know i've been i've been working on that bracket for a long time and i just want to be able to hold the dang thing in my hand <laughs> and be done with it you know it's it's been a, a lot of time i literally had to teach myself 3d cad in order to design that so it's been a lot of time on the computer which i'm not good at sitting still but necessity it's it's one of those things right. you Either know do it yourself or pay somebody yep and i don't have the capital to pay anybody it's it's all it's all us here and that's i take a lot of pride in that and, okay. you know all the effort and the the late nights and the going to bed at 3 a.m being up at 7 a.m you know it's paying off and people are, you know, seeing our vision and seeing our passion and, and realizing that we, we live that life. You know what I mean? So it's, it's cool to see, like I said earlier, the trophy photos pour in, seeing the people that, that come up to the booth and they say, man, I, I've never shot anything better than your bars. And I tell everybody to use them. And we appreciate that because that's one of the biggest, you know, marketing tools there is, is that word of, word mouth, of mouth, especially in this industry. You know, this industry is small. You have the most popular <clears throat> social media boat hunter in the world. Walk through the airport. Nobody's going to know yeah, who, who they knows are. Who he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's important to, to take care of our own. And that's that's a big part of, of what we're doing. What and, doing? You know, we're, we're one project at a time for now. 
I, I always got stuff cooking, but for now that's that's where we're at. And Helps you temper it too, right? Because there's some frustration that comes in, right? Is you want to you want to have everything happen a lot faster so you can bring more things to life. But then I think other products start to to hurt a little bit, right? Sure. Things that are yeah. coming through. And the biggest frustration that I've faced is lack of time. You know, you can't buy more time. And that's, it's a challenge for sure to keep, you know, I was working a full 40 hour a week job and doing this on the side. And just, just a few weeks ago, I was able to, to quit my full-time job. Oh, congratulations, and Go to a part-time job and then be able to throw a little bit more money into, and time into this. And, you know, that time is, is where it's at. And we, we never have enough of it. I mean, right. just think of your hunting season. You know, it starts, it's opening day, and then it's, thanksgiving before you know it like, how does, what happened how does that look for you right now right because you know we talk about we talk about the importance of the season but then we do things or involve ourselves in business that ultimately are going to pull away from some of that hunting at some point sure. right there's going to have to be some focus have you mm -hmm. have you started to deal with that at all so and, our our processes are, are very streamlined at this point mainly because I bust my butt leading up to season to make sure that that happens. Smart man. So, I mean, I'll have, for this year, we'll start out with antelope, probably just, you know, two, three day hunts or something like that. You know, it's that unit that we generally go to is, is about an hour and a half from the, the house, so it's not too bad. And then we'll go, I got a high country mule deer tag for this year in Colorado, and then we'll go over the counter for elk as well. And then uh, mid-August, or not mid-August, mid-October, going down to Texas to shoot some, uh, probably whitetail, some hogs. I just got a 338 Lapua, so my buddy told me to bring nice. that and we can explode some pigs. Then, <laughs> they like you getting rid of them down oh, there. Oh, yeah, man. yep. And then we'll go out to Nebraska and close out the season in, in November. And uh, you never know. I mean, I shot a deer in five minutes of getting out of the truck last year. So, it, I mean, it could be a really long season or it could be a, a really short season. You know, but there's plenty of hunts on the books. My business partner's going to Africa in a month, so he's he's going to probably put some stuff on the ground. What did he book to hunt over there? Oh, gosh. Uh, sable, kudu, zebra, baboon, impala, and some other antelope stuff. And his, his other buddy that's going with him is going to do spot and stock Cape buffalo nice. with a bow pretty sweet you know i asked that question and i'm surprised you knew everything that he that he booked for no one ever says warthog and yeah, he's me, gonna shoot a warthog is he? Yep. that's like my number one mm -hmm. african animal yeah. is warthog yep. like you see a nasty old tusky oh, warthog yeah. dude mm -hmm. there's to me it's like there's nothing better yeah i, I got a thing for those <laughs> sables those things are just yeah, so badass giant horns and that super dark cape i think that'd be really cool yeah it's just amazing that people, I mean, the poor warthog is like just totally ignored. Yeah. They do have some beautiful animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a different game. So it's going to be a crazy year and, you know, we're cruising on through and getting busier every day. So That's good, man. Currently, we don't have any lead times for bars. We'll see how this event goes. You know, if we sell through all of our inventory, then we'll kind of have to reassess when we get there. Are you guys so, doing all the all the? They're math all shoots? built by hand, and uh, but yeah, we're we're doing all the math shoots as well, um, except for Idaho. I don't want to drive from Denver to Idaho, so uh, it just just didn't quite fit the cards as far as as time and you know flying with all this crap is, right. is a challenge in itself. So, 
we'll be at both the Utah events. Cool, man. Yes, sir. Why don't you drop uh, where they could find you on social, on the web, um, if they have questions, how they get a hold of you guys. And sure. So uh, we're on pretty much every platform. Facebook is just Cutter Stabilizers. Instagram is Cutter Stabilizers Official or Cutter Stabilizers. It'll get you there either way. And we got a few YouTube videos. Same thing, Cutter Stabilizers. Main website, CutterStabilizers.com. There you go. All right, you guys get one of these on your bow. Figure out how to get to a mass shoot. Get your hands on them. I, I will say they are uh, they are good looking. They are really good looking. So we're trying to twist one on and see how they shoot. Yeah, we appreciate that. All right, brother. Appreciate the time. Right on, thank you. Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.